This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and uh, good morning, Swindon Town fans, for another episode of The Presser. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I like that now I've given up doing those sort of build-up intros, you're doing them now, which is really, really nice. Thank you. We're, we're just working as a team, Rich. That's all it is, you know. There's a, there's a team on the pitch at the county grounds, there's a team on the Loaf Strangers as well. So uh... We're just riffing. We're just riffing. Okay, well, it's nice to, to hear that your your bad throat has gone and you're back to 100%. Yeah, entirely. And I saw some... Uh comments um on social media about how awful i sounded um and also some well wishes to get better to be honest i think it was just like post festival fever and my body was just basically dead um so you know it's it's all good i'm back i'm I'm full of energy and and we we've got a good match ahead of us tomorrow a good match you say well lovely okay well it's port vale it's a it's a big one for me port vale because uh what is the first game I ever went to, Swindon Town versus Port Vale, almost 31 years ago, a 2-1 loss. Hopefully that doesn't happen this weekend. So it was you, it was Johnny Lee Fielder, the Swindon Advertiser, and Sean Hodgetts of BBC Radio Wiltshire. Before we, we get cracking on the presser itself, something I just wanted to discuss was Ben Garner, really, in terms of his press conferences, because you know we've done a few of the, I think this is our sixth in or seventh installment of the presser Mm. and something i've observed about him is he's clearly very good at these because he doesn't have a a different tone so whether we win lose or draw 
he's exactly the same in his delivery, which, you know, we did these under John Sheridan and Tommy Wright <laughs> and assorted players. And it was a completely different ball game, wasn't it? And I think he, he really does do these presses very professionally, doesn't he? He does. You know, I've been involved in press conferences at Swindon Town since the, whew, well, uh, officially probably working the role I'm in now uh, um, for Phil Brown. Um, you know, I was involved in a couple of like Flitcroft press conferences before that. And of course, we don't have Richie Wellens, Tommy Wright, John Sheridan. And I have to say, Ben Garner is the character, like you said, very, very professional. Um, he understands that doing a press conference once, twice a week um, before a game is part of a job. He's happy. He takes it in his stride. He doesn't moan. There's no negativity about him. Of course, at this moment in time, it's, you know, before we've kind of had a bad run of results or and hopefully we don't. But yeah, he, he, he's, he seems like a really, enjoy, for me, he's an enjoyable person to interview because I feel quite free in the questions that I'm able to ask him. And I also feel that he gives you some some good answers, although perhaps maybe sometimes a, a, a few too many of them are kind of like media trained answers, I'd say. Oh, there's always going to be an element of that, isn't there? Especially when it, you know, this is probably the first one we've we've talked about where there's not transfer talk. And that specifically was one of the questions where he would become more guarded. But I think in general sort of play, I mean, he's guarded about really the nitty gritty transfers and squad selection, isn't he? And everything else like tactics and football generally, he's, he's more of an open book. Yeah, no, he is. He's he's a very, I think he's a very laid back character in front of the press, at least. You know, I'm sure that's completely different behind the scenes, but there's not really any hiding from from Ben Garner in press conference. He, he sits there, face up to questions. You know, we don't ever get told that we can't ask this many questions or this. It's kind of very open, um, the press conferences. And what I like about them more than anything with Ben Garner is it's, it's almost similar to, I'd probably compare it most to the Richie Wellens days, although Wellens kind of had a little bit more emotion added to it, in the sense that it's really just like having a having a chat with with you know, a, a football fan down the pub, obviously a football fan that has a lot more knowledge of the game and, and how it works as well, though. The presser starts in the usual fashion in terms of talking about the previous game. And, you know, we joked about this last week that we wouldn't cover a presser, which was done by Scott Lindsay early in the week um, for the Arsenal under-21 games, because it doesn't matter. We didn't care, but we still did an episode on it because... But it turned out to be quite a useful little exercise, didn't it? I mean, I I don't like the tournament. I've said it a million times. But for once, it just felt like Swindon Town were using this to their advantage in instead of just dismissing it like I would as a nonsense competition. But they've, they, they really, you know, utilised the right players. A um, bit surprising that they brought on the, the, the big hitters in, in the second half, but it worked. Um, but it was good to see them treat it seriously. Yeah, I agree. It was, it. well, first of all, I agree that it's a competition that I'm not a fan of either. And I don't know any fellow journalists are, and also very few fans or, or even the management staff and the players at the club. I know they're not really fans of the competition. It's a competition that is uh, more of benefit to academies to Iden than it is to professional senior men's teams. However, saying that, yeah, it was, it was a great, a great outing for Swindon Town. It allowed us to rest some players, allowed us to give a lot of game time to potential players such as Mo Dabry, who had a brilliant evening, of course, um, and the likes of Alex Gilbert, Jaden Mitchell-Lawson, uh, Ricky Aguar, 
you know, even Akinodameo got to play at centre-back, which which for him has been a rarity this season. So it was a very good kind of outing for, for Swindon Town to A, rest players, and two, give minutes to those that are on the peripheral of the team at, at this moment in time. I do think that even though this isn't a competition that probably everyone wants to be involved in, it, it's, it, the longer that the competition goes on, and if we keep picking up results, then you'll see probably a little bit of a upturn in interest as we get closer to Wembley and the chance of actually winning it. Do you think? I, th- I think even in the past when we've gone far, like the home games haven't been well attended and it's not until you get to the main event that you know people see it as the day out. You know, when how often do you get a chance to see Swindon play at Wembley and all that business? I still I still don't see it as um you know a, a tournament or competition that fans really see much worth for until you're at the main event. But you know, if if the club take it seriously, then maybe the fans will take it a bit more seriously too. Absolutely, I I get what you're saying in terms of you know that, that, look, there's not going to be regardless of what stage we get to, but before we even get to Wembley. It's, there's not going to be the usual eight to 10,000 fans at the county ground cheering on Bengana's side. However, I think a lot of the messaging will come from the club and the attitude of the players and the attitude of Bengana. In seasons before, we've kind of, even though, you know, it, it's probably, we, us as journalists and fans, we don't recognise it as a, a proper competition. Um, but managers previously haven't, and they've been very open about it, the fact that they, they haven't really recognised it as that. But if Ben Garner decides, you know, actually it's a competition that we want to win, I'm sure that the fans will start to kind of, you know, attend matches a little bit more and pick that attendance up. And who knows? Who knows? We, we've got a couple of games still left in it. It was only the first Group F game that we played the other day against Arsenal. It was a good win over Arsenal. But this isn't going to be treated as anything more than a training exercise until, like you said, we're probably at the main act. The, the biggest the biggest thing from the game in terms of Swindon was Mo Dabre and a lot of praise and he got man of the match, which I think was deserved. Uh, I maintain that I think he needs a loan spell. Many fans came out of that game thinking he should probably feature against, against Port Vale, be it as a late sub or what have you, as, as a minimum, I I still think he needs he needs time. I, I and I I got a feeling that Garner might agree with me on that. Yeah, Mo Dabre's a a very kind of one off player that Swindon have in their squad at, at this moment in time. He's never had professional men's football. Of course, he came through the Valencia Academy. He featured in the I think it was the Crystal Palace Foundation side a few times as well, but. He certainly has potential and, and he's certainly a player that the club wants to develop. That's what Ben Garner was saying today. You know, that he's it, first of all, what I'd like to say is that everyone that you speak to about Mo Dabre speaks about how happy he is, how energetic he is, how he works incredibly, incredibly hard and always kind of has this passion to want to learn off every single person at the club. Um, but he is a bit of a rough diamond. He is a player that the club wants to develop. I'm not going to say send him out on a loan move just yet. I feel like the loan move might be better suited to him next year because where Mo's not been in this professional environment before, I feel this season or at least possibly even half the season until we get to January could be a good learning curve for him to learn about what it's like to be at a professional club, how the training works, how everything behind the scenes works, how you need to look after your nutrition, your fitness and all of that before then sending him on loan, whereby that's then going to be another situation that he has to deal with. So 
in my eyes, I'd probably give him this season or at least half the season before looking at doing that. But in the future, yes, I, I, I agree. Mo will probably benefit more from a loan move than just being stuck at Swindon. I think that's a very good point. Very well made. And I'm now pretty much changing my tune. But I do think he's not ready for League 2 as a regular 100%. And with all the players coming back, I don't even think he's going to be on the bench against Port Vale. But we'll see. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, and it is more than valid as well because he's come from Valenti, which is more of an education affiliate of Crystal Palace. So he's not had that he's not had that dedicated football lifestyle that many other academy players. I might be wrong there, but my interpretation of Valenti isn't that it is exactly like the elite academies and the and, and the football league academies that are out there. No, it's, well, that's exactly true. It's not a you know, it's not a mainstay academy whereby you know you kind of come through the ranks of either a bigger club, a, a league club, I should say. Um, so I don't think he will be involved. Well, he might be, but I don't think he'll get much game time, if any game time, um, against Port Vale, and that's because it's a very different scenario to come on and make your debut against Arsenal, your full day rush say against Arsenal under twenty ones compared to coming on in, in a in a competitive league fixture against against fully grown men because Arsenal aren't that. They got they're in Academy side for a reason. And also there's a lot more at stake. So it depends on the situation. Look if Swindon Town are four 0 up within sixty minutes against Port Vale, yeah by all means he might be. But I, I think I think pushing it a little bit too far for some fans to say that he should he should really start or even feature in this game. Who else impressed you out of the fringe players against Arsenal under 21s? It's difficult to say whether they're fringe players in the sense that they've not played much, but I would say Jaden Mitchell, Lawson and Alex Gill, but I don't see them being fringe players for a very long time in this in Swindon Town squad. I thought Alex Gilbert was arguably man of the match ahead of Mo Dabre simply because of the amount of chances he created, his his skill on the ball, his, his dribbling and his willingness to go past people. Um, and I think that we could see that Alex Gilbert is, we, I'll touch on it a little bit later with Ben Garner, we're asking a specific question about him, but I think Alex Gilbert's a player that is going to be a massive, massive part of Swindon Town's success this season. And the same has to be said for Jaden Mitchell Lawson. He started in this striking position. I remember when he came in, me and yourself kind of discussed him on the press of pods that we think he's probably more suited to a midfield because that's the position he's played more often. But as a number nine the other day, he was silky with his runs in behind. His Although his touch was a little bit skewy to start with, he soon got that under control. He, he went on this spectacular solo run where he dribbled past two Arsenal defenders and just narrowly pulled his shot across goal. Um and I think they're two players that are going to have massive, massive seasons for Swindon Town. And, and eventually, I'd imagine that they'll be some of the first names on the team sheet. Although, of course, we've got an abundance of attacking options and midfield players at the club now. OK, lovely stuff. Let's, let's move towards the Port Vale game. And as always, we like to know who's available. The, the regular question is on Jordan Lydon and, and Matthew uh, Baudry, Baudry, Frenchy, whatever you like to call them. Um, they are back in training but they seem to be very much in the loving bosom of Ben Garner in terms of rushing them back at the moment he doesn't seem like he wants nor needs to do that no he doesn't and I I have to kind of agree with Ben Garner's approach because although I know there's a lot of fans that we've got this affinity with Matthew Bowser and Jordan Lydon in seasons gone by where they've done well for Swindon Town and they've they've kind of played big parts in big games as well no, I, I, 
what I would say about Jordan Lydon and Matthew Bowdry is that I don't think there's a need for them to be rushed back. And more importantly, I don't think that they're going to have the type of impact on this Swindon Town squad as what they maybe have had in previous seasons. I don't want to kind of insult Matthew Bowdry or Jordan Lydon, but I don't think Matthew Bowdry is going to be a, a regular starter in the Swindon Town defensive line, regardless of if he's fully fit or not. I think there's too many players ahead of him that are probably better players as well. And I also, even though Jordan Lydon's a good player in midfield, I think Swindon have kind of got a very good midfield working at the moment. And I think he, he'd be pushed to 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 get to secure a place in there. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's, he's a very talented player, but a lot depends on where he can stay fit for more than a handful of games. I, I look at our current squad and it might be because we're, we're doing all right in the league at the moment, but I just very hard to crowbar them in, isn't it? And it's not exactly easy on the bench either. So um, it's a nice headache to have. Absolutely. And that, uh, finally, we seem at a stage whereby we're not always chasing players to get out of the treatment room and so we can then shove them back into the into the next available match um, in, in, well, in the starting 11. So they won't be rushed back. I don't think they'll be involved tomorrow. They only just completed their first full session yesterday. They'll be taking part in another full session uh of training today and then we'll see but I wouldn't imagine that either Jordan Lardin and Matthew Bradley will be involved tomorrow I'm just reminded back to the Wellens era where players pretty much came back as soon as they were back in training <laughs> and it's any wonder they uh they dropped like flies yeah it's they're back in training and they're both players that have got injury records like you said um so just just managed um Ben Garner and his team seem to have done a brilliant job so far of managing the injuries at this at, at Swindon. I'm gonna to touch a piece of wood here, uh just to make sure that we don't pick up any more. But it, it's it speaks testament, doesn't it? Because you look at seasons before, especially last season, and I'm not saying the management staff and the setup was all to blame for injuries, but there was clearly something that was happening differently to to have so many injuries happen, especially to the defenders, and, and look at how we're performing this season. Yeah, absolutely. Elsewhere, uh, we have three players out on international duty. Kader, Kessler Hayden played for England under-20s against Romania in the final 20 minutes or so. Anthony Grant played two games for Jamaica against Mexico and Costa Rica, while Johnny Williams uh, featured for Wales in three games. Um, didn't play the full 90 minutes in any of them against Finland, Belarus and Estonia. So busy guys, who's who's available for the Port Vale game? So it looks as if good news for Ken Kessler Hayden and Johnny Williams. Ken Kessler Hayden really enjoyed his experience of playing for England's Academy Youth Setup team. Um it was his first experience playing in the under-21s as well. And now he's ready to play this weekend. And then you have Johnny Williams. Um, Johnny Williams, of course, probably actually got a little bit more game time than he expected to get uh, for the Welsh national team. Um, but Swindon have been handed all his data from his training and matches. And Ben Garner said that they're very pleased with the data that they've seen. And he's come back fit. He's looking forward to the weekend. I, I, I'd be surprised if Johnny Williams starts. Um, I understand he came back a little bit later than Kane Kessler Hayden. Kane Kessler Hayden came back on Wednesday. Um, and he, I would probably expect Kane Kessler Hayden to start this weekend. Um, but unfortunately, the, the downside to the international duty is that Anthony Grant isn't available for this game. Of course, he he played recently in Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a red list country under these kind of COVID protocols of the United Kingdom. So he is unable to feature for Swindon Town. He's currently in isolation. The club have asked for clarification on this isolation. 
but it looks as if he's just going to have to complete the 10 days or, or, or 14 days isolation he has to before he can be involved with Swindon Town again. Yeah, and I, I don't think, you know, we all love Anthony Granite and I'm super proud that he's he's got the call up and I'm chuffed for him um, to, to get that call up so late in his career and also to impress so many Jamaica fans. I don't, I don't think Swindon were going to have any choice on whether he goes or not. I think he was going regardless. But in terms of Swindon Town and against Port Vale, I think we've got him covered, haven't we? I think I think we'll be all right without him. Yeah, I don't think he's a. I don't think he, he'll be a massive miss um, for the Port Vale game. Look, I, I'm no offense, to Port Vale. They've done very well. Not I was going almost going to say well, but they've not had a mixed start to the season. But they've done a little bit better of late. They had that two 0 victory over Forest Green Rovers. So I think we we should be able to cope, and especially with the squad depth we've seen. You know, we've even seen Ellis Dolo play in that midfield um, position alongside. Alongside Louis Reed, so look, it's he's a good player to have. Jansen De Grant, of course, he, he's kind of started to establish this legacy at Swindon Town, but he's unavailable, and, and Swindon will cope without him. Yeah, let's talk about Port Vale then. As you said, their their form isn't great. I mean, in their six league games so far this season, they've won one, which was a surprise victory at, at Forest Green Rovers. Um, they've drawn to Tramere to Carlisle. And to Stevenage, and they've lost uh, to Rochdale and Northampton. Some of their results are quite similar to our own, mm-hmm. um, and and they've benefited hugely from the the, the good early form of of Jamie Proctor, um, who scored notably, most notably, those two goals against Forest Green Rovers. They don't concede that m- many either, so I, I I kind of see this as being another sort of tight affair. Lucas Covalon is the uh, Torquay goalie from last season, isn't he? He's, he's gone mm-hmm. into the Football League and he, he earned uh, a bit, well, he went kind of viral during the final, didn't he? Yeah, they seem, I mean, Daryl Clark's their manager. He, he knows he knows this level. I, I, I think this could be yet another low-scoring sort of Swindon game. We haven't had many, um, you know, convincing victories yet. And I don't really see, given what Port Vale have done this season, that to be the same tomorrow. Well, with Port Vale, it, it is interesting because how often do we see a team that after you know six games has picked up six points and still have a a, a, a zero goal difference? You know, they're not negative. Um, but also, of course, they, <laughs> they've not got a positive goal difference either. But that is actually quite impressive, the fact that they, they've lost well, they've lost two games and, and they've only picked up six points and yet their goal difference is still at zero. So that shows that they are a very strong defensive unit and that is something that Ben Garner touched on, um, is that Daryl Clark's side, you know, they're very tough defensively, especially when they get in front. I think we saw that against Forest Green Rovers where they got themselves in front earlier on and, and they kind of managed to hold out despite quite a few barrage of attacks. So It'll be really interesting and really important on Saturday to see who scores that first goal because I think that'll kind of be the the makeup of of how this game plays out. Because I think if Swindon score first, Port Vale will be made to chase the game. And look, with Swindon's pacey attack, there's going to be plenty of spaces in behind for them to exploit. But if Port Vale go in front early on, or or at least go in front first, then that defensive unit is very very well drilled. They're very organised. Um, they're very good from set pieces as well, and that first goal is going to be crucial on Saturday. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game like you touched on there, but we are due uh, 
very convincing victory from Swindon this Swindon Town side. So so who knows? You know, maybe get one in the first ten minutes and that could send us on our way. Oh, and there was a there was a spell of sort of five or so years where Port Vale equated to a high scoring massive win for Swindon in the uh, two thousand. I mean, I remember we beat them when Ben Joyce scored six nil. Um, the five nil when we won the League Two title. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good day, wasn't it? Um, I remember this. I think that we conceded a couple against them, but we still scored five. And it was it was always almost the game that you sort of made sure you bought tickets for because it was the one that Swindon would score loads of goals in. But um, last time we played them, we we beat them well as well, just before lockdown um, when we won League Two, didn't we? Well, Swindon fans will be happy to know that, you know we've not lost against Port Vale at, oh. at the County Ground since 2005. That at the time was a two-one home loss. Um, Rory Fallon actually scored the open for Swindon Town. And then it was Mickey Bell and Chris Corns who, who cancelled out those goals. So if that doesn't give us a little bit of belief, the fact that we've not lost in, what is that now, 16 years really at home to Port Vale, then, then I don't know what will. So I'm I'm all, all for a Swindon victory tomorrow. Bloody Mickey Bell always used to uh, do well against <laughs> us for, uh, for Bristol City back in the day. Yeah, ugh. I think Billy Painter would have probably played for Paul Bell that day too. But I'm just looking at, oh my goodness, what a lineup that was for Swindon. Tom Heaton in goal, Jack Smith, Jarrell Eiffel, Sean O'Hanlon, Steve Jenkins, Colin Heath, Swindon Town legend, Gareth <laughs> Wally, Michael Pook, Neil McDermott, Roy Fannin, and Hamer Buatza. What? <laughs> oh dear. Not one for the ages, that lineup, I'm afraid. But yeah, let's, let's hope that loss remains our only one for many, many years. Let's hope so. I, I, Swindon have, have had a great start to the season. I think with the players coming back of international duties, where it's just going to give everyone a boost. And watch out, because if, if Alex Gilbert starts on Saturday tomorrow, I, I think we could be in store for some really, really exciting attacking football. Yeah, you, you put that much on him. I do. He's, look, he's come on loan from Brentford and... He trained in the pre-season with the Brentford first team and from reports that we've seen, he was actually very close to being involved in that Premier League setup this season, which is why it's such a surprise. I think he's come on down to League Two and, and you know, with no disrespect to our own club to come to Swindon Town when he when he's kind of so highly regarded at, at the club that he, he's on loan from. Um, Alex Gilbert's a player that will have a big future in this game and we just have to take him as a player that he's going to be at Swindon Town We'll try not to fall in love with a lone player, which is always easier said than done. I'll do it. <laughs> so, but he, he, he he's really going to have a big impact this season for Swindon Town. I think when you look at the likes of Jack Payne in the squad as well, and the attacks such as you know Jaden Mitchell Lawson, I think Tyree Simpson will be a player that really benefits from having him there as well. I think if anything, this is going to keep maybe even the likes of Ben Gladwin out of the side. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll get to your lineup in just a moment. I, I was kind of, I'm just looking at the Port Vale squad. It's a it's a rare one to not have a former Swindon player in the mix. Um, not one former Swindon Town player in the in the uh, Port Vale squad. Obviously, they had Theo Robinson at the start of the season, yeah. but he's since moved elsewhere. I think he's joined Bradford. Um, but they do have James Wilson, who used to be a favourite of Louis Van Gaal, didn't he? So. He did. He did. I mean, I don't know who Swindon fans are going to boo because there isn't a Port Vale, uh, sorry, a Swindon Town connection in this in this side at the weekend. Uh, James Wilson, yeah, what a, what a strange career he had. Of course, he made his debut in. Um, it was actually 
I think it was was it Ryan Giggs's first last game in charge as interim manager at Old Trafford. Um, that that was in a match against Hull, and he actually scored in that game for Manchester United. And then his career's kind of just gone a bit a bit skewy. He never really forced his way back into the United setup. He then went to a couple of Scottish clubs. He then went through the system on loan at place as well. Was at Salford City last season, the season before last as well, I believe. And now, yeah, he finds himself at, at Port Vale. So he's still trying to find his way in the game. And also, he's still very young. Mm, yeah, well, here's hoping he has an absolute stinker <laughs> um, <laughs> against Swindon this weekend. Garner was also asked about the fact that he had been nominated for Manager of the Month. Why Why don't they ever own this and just go, yeah, I deserve this nomination? They always, they always play it down so much. I think managers want to try and, A, deflect, deflect attention away from themselves and also not kind of seem to be stealing the limelight from the players at the club either. But I agree. Ben Garner could have turned around and said, you know, it was great to be nominated for the award. I was a bit gutted that I didn't win it. But we go again and hopefully I can hopefully I can pick up that manager in a month award sometime <laughs> this season. What I would say though is that I don't think there's much debate for argument. You look at the top four teams, Harrogate Town, Forest Green, Bradford City, and Swindon Town. I think you could have really handed it to any manager in that in that makeup um for the manager of the month award. So, you know, I don't think Ben Garner will be too disappointed as long as Swindon Town keep picking up results. Absolutely. And I don't think Ben Garner has had to try hard to uh, have attention deflected away from players over the last month, I would say. No, I don't think there's been much attention on players at all, even. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's in the Clem Morfuni Swindon Town um, fan club recently. Um, but, you know, that, that, that can only be good for the players because look how well they've done. Uh, given this, let's not forget the time span that they've had to get fit and Ben Garner's had to instill his own kind of identity into this club. So, you know, Ben Garner will not be losing any sleep over the fact that he didn't win manager of the month. No, absolutely not. Okay, so team selection then. So we, we've talked about this every week. Ben Garner actually went into a bit more detail about about his mentality when it comes to the squad. He certainly doesn't strike me as the sort of manager now that will pick the same team as the week before simply because they won or got a positive result he picks the team based on the opposition that week which is brilliant to hear it's not always the case not every manager has that mentality but there is almost certainly going to be some some changes in in the lineup from the team that started against Stevenage yeah there will definitely be changes from that team of course you know that that team that started at, at, against Stevenage was was full of seven changes. Um, sorry, the team that started against Arsenal in 21 was, of course, seven changes from the team against Stevenage. So I'd expect to see quite a few changes again for this league fixture. I do like that about Ben Garner, though, because you do have so many managers. That if And I suppose they're right in doing so. If their team puts in a good performance, why why change something that's not broken? But Ben Garner is very analytical. You know, he, he likes his stats behind the games. Um, he likes his, his his expected goals, his chances created, and so he, he'll go. He's going into this Port Vale match looking at their strengths, looking at their weaknesses, and he, and he'll be picking a team based on that. Of course, there'll be some regulars in there. You know, I'm sure the centre back partnership won't won't kind of move away from Dion Conroy and and uh, Romney Critchlow, and I also think Jack Payne will definitely feature once again. But it'll be interesting to see what players come in, especially given the the fact that there were some really good performances on Tuesday. 
Yeah. What do you go for then, Ryan? I ask you every week, I, I, and you're never prepared for it. I am. I am a bit more <laughs> uh, prepared this week. So what I'm going to go for is I'm, I'm uh, going to go for this four-two-three-one formation that Ben Garner really seems to to favour. Yeah. I think we'll go for Jojo Wallacott in goal, which fans will be delighted to see. Look, Ward did well with some of his reaction he saves, but safe to say some of his kicking was questionable to say the least. Um, I feel that Ken Kessler Hayden will come in at right back. Romney Critchlow and Dion Conroy will be your centre backs. Ellis Dolo, I'm actually expecting to keep that left back position because I, I, I think that even though you know he's been deployed in midfield a couple of times, um, I think that Ben Garner does like him in that left back, and and that's something we'll touch on a little bit later. Um, in the midfield system, I'm going to go for Louis Reed, and I actually feel that Ricky Aguar might get a little bit of a, a chance Ooh. alongside him um, on Saturday as well. And then for your three up the in the middle behind the central striker, I'm going to go for Alex Gilbert on the left-hand side. I'm going to go for Jack Payne in the middle. I say in the middle. Look, you know, these these players can uh, kind of change with the wind, can't they? Um, in the positions that they actually <laughs> play in game. Um, Harry McCurdy, I would like to say, okay. will start on the right. And then we'll have, I'm going to say Jaden Mitchell-Lawson will start up top for Swindon Town. Interesting. I am going to go Wallacott. I'm going to go Odomeo on the right. I'm going to keep Hunt on the left. I'm going to go with Critchlow and Conroy in the middle. Reed and uh, Iandolo in the middle of one in defensive midfield. So I'm going to keep Ellis in the DM. And then I think it's um, going to be the same possibly there. I think uh, Payne McCurdy will start. I don't think they're going to go with Williams because he's had a busy... yeah few days so I think that will give Gladwin the the opportunity um maybe Jaden Mitchell Lawson just behind Simpson I think Simpson looked great when he came on against Arsenal 21 so it shows you still got the hunger he's still you know fighting for that number nine shirt and I think he's gonna maintain it so I mean I'm not I'm not dropping Gladwin because of an error um against Stevenage I just think you know, given the guy's history, a little break will be okay and won't be detrimental to him um, if Gladwin starts and so be it. But maybe Mitchell Lawson um, to start just behind Simpson, perhaps. But yeah, that's what I'm going for. Very different lineups. Um, we'll see. We'll see who's successful. Uh, anyone listening can drop us a little message um, to say who they think who they think will kind of be correct. Um, but I know I really, I really am confident. I think. Alex Gilbert and Jamie Mitchell Lawson will be two starters for Swindon Town this weekend. Yeah, I forgot about Gilbert in fairness. Maybe uh, Gilbert instead of uh, Mitchell Lawson or Gladwin. But um, yeah, I I won't lose sleep if I'm horrifically wrong. No, neither will I. As long as we get the three points. (laughs) (laughs) Shall Shall we listen to your questions to Ben Garner? By all means. Right, ben, just a, just a couple on a couple of individual players, really. Um, Alex Gilbert got a very good run out in front of the crowd on on Tuesday. Do you think it's quite a surprise that you've got a player of his kind of level, I guess, in in at the club because you know he's trained with the first team that he's on loan from, and and he seems, from what we've seen so far, to have lots of potential. No, I don't think it's a surprise. I think that's credit to the way that we've um, started the season. Um, and the way we've played and the style that we're playing in and also the hard work that's gone into um, selling our vision, if you like, and, and the project that we're, that we're building here. And 
Um, you know, the players that we've managed to, uh, to attract, including Alex, uh, is testament to that hard work that has, that has gone on from literally the first minute that we that we walked in the door. So we're delighted to have Alex here, as we are all the players that we've, that we've brought in to add to the group that we inherited, which we were fortunate to inherit. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really pleased to have that group in place. And when you brought Jaden Mitchell Lawson in, you said he'd kind of be an attacker uh, more than anything. He played as a, it looked like a striker, number nine, on Tuesday. He seems to kind of really thrive in that position when on a couple of individual solo runs. Is that where you see him playing most this season, do you feel? Jake, he can play anywhere across that front line. He can play wide, he can play central, he can actually play a little bit deeper as one of the one of the tens or you know, playing off of a, a central striker. So he gives us really good versatility in those in those forward areas. But Jaden's a spark. He, he's he's great attitude, work rate, intensity. But he's a, he's an attacking spark. He makes things happen. Um, he wins fouls. He, you know he draw pressure. Um, he's a good finisher, and he's still getting up to speed. You know he came on against Stevenage at his first start on on Tuesday night and got an hour in. But Jaden will get a lot lot sharp and a lot lot fitter over the next four to five weeks. And and finally um. Ellis Dolo said to us on Tuesday after the game, he's kind of happy to, to play anywhere as long as he's involved. But do you have a position in mind where you feel like he, he's probably better suited to, whether it's that left-back position or, or even central midfield? Yeah, we, we've got a position that we think he will develop into longer term um, for the benefit of, of us as a club and also as Ellis as an individual, his best chance of having a you know a long and successful career. But... You do need players that have got that versatility and, and Ellis is, is one of those. He can play in several positions, do a very good job in, in all of them. And he's a brilliant character. You know, he's the longest serving player at the at the club. Uh, he's great in the dressing room. He's great around the players. The staff love him. OK, so this so week you really a, wanted to, to have in focus on individuals um, more than anything. So you wanted to talk brilliant. about Alex Gilbert and you wanted to talk about Jaden Mitchell Lawson. So what did you learn? Well, first of all, what I'd like to say is, you know, I, I think that it was important to kind of touch on some of the individuals because I feel that some of these press conferences, we get a little bit lost in maybe what's happening around the club, um, possibly the results, team selection. And it's always interesting to hear a manager's take on on his individual players within his squad because, of course, Swindon have got quite a few talented individuals in this team at the moment. So on Alex Gilbert, we really learned that Ben Garner, whilst I might be surprised that Alex Gilbert's come to this to Swindon Town, Ben Garner isn't. He thinks that the signing of someone who's such high, so highly regarded from a Premier League club is a credit to the way that Swindon start the season. Um, that the attractiveness of the style that Swindon's play their football as well, I think Ben Garner's really proud of, and also the fact that him and his team are doing really well to sell this vision of, of a club that is growing, that is heading in the right direction and that there's a project underway that they're managing to entice players, perhaps players that previously won't have been interested in coming to Swindon Town in, into turning up at the county ground and, and being a part of hopefully a successful League 2 campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And with Jaden Lawson, it was more about his, I mean, it's, it's something we've discussed over and over again, but where he where he fits in an eleven, wasn't it for you? It was, and Ben Garner very much sees Jaden Mitchell Lawson not as any type of central midfielder or kind of deep line playmaker, but he really does see him as this attacking front three 
um, or front four type of player, whereby he's, he can either play wide, he can play central, he can even play that that deeper in this playmaking number 10 role. Bengon is clearly a very big advocate of Jaden because he speaks about his versatility and, and, he, and he used the term spark quite a few times to describe how, how he's this energetic attacker that just offers something completely different to what Swindon Town currently have there. So he makes things happen. We've been told he's a good finisher. Of course, you know, that the proof will be in the pudding with that. Um, but I personally feel that from what we've seen so far and, and the probably the players that we've got in other positions, Jaden Mitchell-Lawson is either going to be a number nine for Swindon Town this season or he's going to be that kind of playing in that dual striker role whereby he's just in behind in behind the number nine. Yeah, and and the last word was for Ellis Iandolo and his versatility. It's, it's absolutely crazy that we've had him for, what, seven seasons and we still don't really know what he is. But hey, he's very, very useful. It is. I spoke to Ellis Iandolo after the Arsenal victory in midweek and the question was really put to him that, you know, do you have a preferred position that you like to play? And he said, I'm really happy to play anyway. He He's, of course, probably most associated with being in that left-back role, that left wing-back type position. Of course, recently he's, he's been involved as a central midfielder as well in the absence of Anthony Grant. But it's interesting to hear from Ben Garner, although he really likes having that versatility, and he spoke, as you heard then, of how Ellis is one of those players that can play in several positions and it's what we need in the squad. They do have a long-term position in mind for Ellis Iandolo that will not only benefit Swindon, but will also benefit him himself as a player. and. I really think it'll be interesting to see what position that might be. If Ellis Iandolo starts in midfield this weekend, I feel like that could be the position that Swindon Town and, and Ben Garner are trying to mould him into into a midfield player. So we're yet to see what position he'll play. But of course, like you said, he's had over 100 appearances for the club now in, in seven years and, and we're still none the wiser as to, as to where he's going to start when we see his name on the team sheet. Yeah, but the, the the most crucial thing is when you do see his name on the team sheet, you're not scratching your head. You know that you know even if it's a six out of ten performance or an eight or nine, you know he's 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 going to you know do his absolute best. Well, he's Mister Reliable, isn't he, Alisson Andolu? He's always you look at the managers that he's worked under at the club, and every manager's kind of when he's been fit at least, he's been involved in normally the first team setup where he's starting games or, or coming off the bench to kind of make an impact. And he really is the type of player that gives his all, which is the least that any player should do. But he's also, he always does a good job, doesn't he? He might not do as good as other players in the certain positions that you might play at times, but he always does a solid job of of being being a good player. He, he never has awful performances, is one thing I've noticed with Ellison Dolo. And I think now he's managing to stay fit. Of course, we really hope he can. And I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll just get better and better. Here's hoping. Give me a score prediction for the weekend, please. Let's go for a... I'm going to go for Swindon Town to score early on and, and it's going to be 3-1 Swindon. Oh, you son of a gun. I was going to say 3-1 and be like really bold. Um, I was correct last week with 1-1 though, wasn't I? So, you were. You were. Um, I, I do agree with you, but I'll say 2-1 just to be slightly different. Um, but I, I, I do think it'll be... It really does go against... I mean, I know they were involved in a five-goal game against Rochdale, Port Vale, but they are quite stingy, um, both in attack and defence. Mm. So, I, 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 and we're kind of similar. So, if we unpick them, then then brilliant. As long as we don't approach whatever the hell they did at Forest Green to concede two early goals against them. So, here's hoping 2-1. That'll, that'll be nice, wouldn't it? Yep. 
Any any <laughs> any result as long as we get points, eh, Rich? Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Goodbye. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.